0: Why did the baby chick cross the road? To meet up with her peeps. (laughs) When do lazy horses refuse to run? Whenever they can, tear. What do you call two ponies on a pudding green? A horse and a horse on a golf course, of course.
1: You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. We're
2: missing...
0: Contains mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners. What What did they wrong then? You know, your old house is like an oven.
2: vertical small with this week's PSA. Even though Dr. Steve and his friends are smart motherfuckers, they are not your personal doctor. Do not take anything that you hear on this radio show serious. If you're having health issues, go see your own family practitioner. And always remember, fuck P.A. John. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave and ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments. The health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. By Beijing, Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve!
3: It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal. Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And the perfect combination of brains and bootay, it's Night Nurse Evie, everyone.
0: Hello, Dr. Steve.
3: And our in-studio intern, comedian Cliff Andrews, a.k.a. 49 Cent. (laughs) Hello, Dr. Steve. (laughs) This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call. Three four seven seven six six four three two three. That's 347 Pooh Head. If you're listening to us live, the number is 754 That's 754
0: <laughs> Bear Nip.
3: <laughs> Terrible. Ba- yes, 22 Penis Night Nurse. That's your line. Or 754 Bear Nip. Or follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and at DR Scott WM. And we'll get Cliff and... uh night, Nurse Evie, to get a uh, Weird Medicine Twitter at some point here in the near future, too. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our new merchandise store cafepress.com slash medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. Okay, very good. All right. So, uh, Cliff, welcome. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Yes, it's been a long time. Uh, Regular listeners uh, who have good memories will remember Cliff as one of the finalists in the uh, Funniest Person in the Tri-Cities competition. And um, uh, he's uh, one of those discoveries we've made that if if he went to New York and started doing shit gigs for the next five years, which is really what it takes at least – uh, he could probably be um, actually a successful comedian. Instead, he decided to go to school and get his degree, which is a stupid move for a comedian. So I know. I <laughs> Talk know. to Dave Landau. But anyway, uh, uh, but it's, it's great to have you here. You're going to be doing uh, an internship until, what, uh, mid-July, something like Some, that? Something like that. Yeah, okay, cool. And um, uh, uh, Cliff is going to be doing a couple of best-ofs. For uh, air on Sirius XM, and we may get him to do one for, um, uh, you know, just sort of a retrospective for the podcast as well. And if you're interested in doing your own retrospective, you can go to premium.drsteve.com. That's premium.drsteve.com for a ninety nine a month. You can get access to all of the archives, including some premium content that regular podcast listeners haven't heard. And uh part of that is the funniest person in the tri Cities competition the the whole thing from start to finish with Julie Agar's stand up and uh, the competition itself uh, i, I can 't remember if I included the musical guest as well, but uh, that 's all in there at premium you can You could go there, just download everything, and then cancel your subscription cost you two bucks. Uh, we're not really doing that to make money. We're doing that to keep my employers from being able to dig too deep into my archives. That's really why. <laughs> Unless they want to pay. If they want to pay, then they can. But that's behind a paywall. Um, if um, you've heard of a product mentioned on our show or if you just need to go shop at Amazon, go to stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com. Uh, we're part of their affiliate program, and there's just a click-through right at the top if you want to just use it as your intermediate to get to Amazon. It really makes a huge difference, and it allows, uh, ultimately <clears throat> allows me to um, pay some of the folks up the, the interns uh, of, we, you know we pay a pittance it's a no shit it's a it's a pittance but it's uh it's better than what um you're gonna get if you're on big kev's geek stuff i'm guessing he doesn't pay his people I, i'm guessing i don't know big kev's a good guy maybe he is but anyway uh and go to tweakedaudio.com use offer code fluid and get one third aka 33 percent off your order of the best earbuds on the um Internet for the price and the best customer service anywhere, and they are a Tennessee business. We should do a road trip and go see them, <clears throat> and maybe do a podcast from there because uh, they're in Franklin, Tennessee, which I guess is just outside Nashville. Yeah. it's awesome. There. No, I've got I've got family and friends live there. Let's it's go. A, it's a great, t- it's a we great town. We should do that sometime. It's a great town. And uh, uh, check out etncomedy dot com, Cliff. You'll be happy to know. As a matter of fact, you know what? Uh, I may be able to, to put you on that show. Uh, August 2nd, we're having Vic Henley of uh, the, the um, uh, um, Blue Collar Comedy Tour is oh, going to yeah. do a uh, thing at um, Allendale Mansion. They have a 1,200-seat amphitheater. we got to fill it up. Yeah. And uh, last time we had Tim Dillon. They had twice as many people as they've ever had for that, but it still looked empty because right. the amphitheater is so huge. Yeah. So if you have less than about 600 people come, it's going to look like nobody showed up, even though, you know, it's a rousing success as far as they're concerned. If you want more information, go to etncomedy.com. It's free. Uh, they'll have craft beer. That's not free. And they'll have food trucks. Also not free. <laughs> but we'll have um, uh, one or two local comedians do, you know, five minutes or something. And then Vic will do an hour. Cool. And uh, it'll nice. really be fun. So, um, uh, yeah, definitely come to that. Go to ETN, like com, And uh, don't forget Dr. Scott's website at SimplyHerbals.net. SimplyHerbals.net sounds like SimplyHerbals.net, but spelled slightly differently. And, um, you know, I'm, have you ever tried to go to SimplyHerbals.net, see if anybody owns that? <laughs> no. Because what would be hilarious is you know it, it used to be when Dick's Sporting Goods came out. If you went to dicks. dot com, it was not Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> and and I think probably they. I think now they actually own that domain. But for a while there, it was just exactly what you would think oh, dicks. dot com okay. would be. So it's a wild marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So um, before we take phone calls, we've got some people waiting, and I don't want to make them wait too long. There was an article that came out recently, and we've talked about this multiple times on the show, but uh, this is a pretty important science. Uh, it was a, um, a study done in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. And the title of this, so this is an article from Science Daily, which is a decent uh, website for Science News: Most popular vitamin mineral supplements provide no health benefit. Study finds. So uh, we've had discussions on this show. People call me up: Vitamin D, Vitamin D, Vitamin D. I have always said Vitamin D. There's no downside to it, unless you over, you know you can get hypervitaminosis D if you take too much, but it's hard to do. But taking a, a normal daily supplement of Vitamin D because so many people are Vitamin D deficient. But, uh, and vitamin D deficiency is associated with cardiovascular disease. It's associated with cancer, mm-hmm. stroke, uh, other disease states. So the question was so if having low vitamin D is associated with these disease states, is that a cause or a marker of disease? Right? So if it's a cause of disease, then correcting that should make it better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, or should decrease that risk, and if it 's a marker of disease, you know for example, your vitamin D goes low because you have total body inflammation, which is the ultimate cause of your cardiovascular disease if you know i 'm just hypothesizing throwing out some crazy hypothesis, then uh, supplementing that vitamin d won 't do anything because it 's not the cause it 's just a red it 's a flag that says we 've got a problem, but it 's not the ultimate cause Does that makes sense yes okay. So, uh, uh, so, and that's the question. And I've always been on the side of it. If you want to take it, take it because we are vitamin D deficient for the most part, because we're not getting outside and getting enough sunlight. But, um, uh, it don't, don't assume that that's going to prevent heart attack or stroke. And, uh, but there's no downside to it. So what the hell? And it's cheap, you know, a bottle of vitamin D, you know, five ten bucks. So anyway, let me uh, just read some excerpts from this article. Uh, the most commonly consumed vitamin and mineral supplements provide no consistent health benefit or harm, suggests a new study led by researchers at St. Michael's Hospital at the University of Toronto. Okay, so this is a Canadian study, so we've got to, you know, take it with a grain of ramp salt. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, a very uh, prestigious uh, organization. And the Journal of the American College of Cardiology is no shit journal. Okay, it's um, so they did a systematic review. So what is that? A systematic review is where you take a bunch of smaller studies and try to match them uh, for quality, and then you mush the data together. This isn't the perfect way to do a study by any means, because you know each one of those studies could have a little bit of bias. If they're all got a little bit of bias in the same direction, you're going to get a lot of bias at the end of this. But it is a way to take a bunch of smaller prospective data and, and make a bigger prospective study out of it. And you have to read the article uh, to determine whether they did a good job of that. Okay. You know, if they're taking a bunch of anecdotal evidence and mushing it together, that just makes a a bunch of shitty data. Okay. So anyway, uh, they uh, did the systematic review of existing data and single randomized control trials published in English from 2012 to October 2017, found that multivitamins, vitamin D, calcium, and vitamin C, the most common supplements, showed no advantage or added risk in the prevention of cardiovascular disease. So it didn't do any good, but it also didn't do any harm. Uh, uh, Did not uh, prevent heart attack, stroke, or premature death. And generally, vitamin and mineral supplements were taken to add nutrients that are found in food. And uh, the guy said, we were surprised to find so few positive effects of the most common supplements. So they were actually biased toward seeing an effect. You know, if you're surprised that you didn't see an effect, that means you were expecting to see one. So they were actually biased toward it. These aren't a bunch of, uh, of uh, naysayers, you know? So uh, they, uh, our review found that if you want to use multivitamins, vitamin D, calcium, or vitamin C, it does no harm, but there's no apparent advantage either. Now, that's a adva- apparent advantage for things that they looked for because every study that we do has to have some sort of endpoint. Mm-hmm. What are we looking for? So if you are doing a study of Viagra, for example, as a high blood pressure medicine, um, not so great. You know they had you know moderate benefit as a blood pressure medicine and a lot of adverse effects like stuffy nose and lightheadedness. If you didn't have an endpoint of Big, meaty, you know, succulent erections. Then you would totally miss the point, mm-hmm. you know. And that can be going on here. There may be benefits to these things mm-hmm. that they didn't, you know, examine that particular endpoint, and right. it may be unexpected right. too. Right. Like it could be that these things uh, prevent malaria to a significant degree, but they weren't. The study wasn't done in a malaria endemic area, so they would never see that endpoint. Mm. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, his team uh, reviewed supplement data that included A, B1, B2, B3. That's like Ernie's egg market. He's got A1 large, B1 large, B2 large, (laughs) and they can't be too large. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. So anyway. Um, Okay. Now, they did find that folic acid had a potential reduction in the risk of stroke and heart attack. Um, but it was a very, very small effect. So there you go. And I'm trying to see if it was statistically significant and I can't find that in here. So, so uh, folic acid, maybe, you know, most, um, multivitamins have a little folate in it. So, and we know folic acid is, is essential for pregnant women to take to prevent neural tube defects. So folic acid, pretty important vitamin. So, but anyway, so there you go. I was disappointed. Because I take my vitamin D every day. I take my vitamin E every day to help my peripheral neuropathy. And it seems to, you know, anecdotally seems to be really helping quite a bit. So, but, um, And now, does that mean that vitamin D is worthless? Of course not. If um, the one disease that we know vitamin D prevents is rickets. So if you're vitamin D deficient, uh, you will have rickets. You'll be bow-legged. Your bones will be weak, all kinds of stuff. Absolutely, we know that uh, uh, vitamin D will uh, prevent that. What about vitamin C? Could totally prevents scurvy. I've seen one case of scurvy in my career, but it sucked. And, uh, you know, the, this day and age, we're not on ships eating, you know, um, beef jerky three meals a day.
0: Um, you know,
3: we get enough vitamin C, but every once in a while you'll get one of these guys up there in the mountains that's eating nothing but beans every day and mm. it doesn't have enough vitamin C in it. And uh, you know, it's usually hermits living up in the mountains and they eat beans because you can just eat them out of the can. And um, uh, they, they will often uh, show up, you know, and get a couple a year uh, with scurvy. So really? Yep. wow, That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Just by eating beans out of a can. Yep. Yeah, because – or just eating vitamin C-deficient foods and living on those. Okay, you know? wow. Yeah. So uh, – but anyway, there you go. So, yes, vitamin C will prevent scurvy. Uh, vitamin C helps uh, strengthen collagen and keep your uh, blood vessels uh, uh, nice and supple and uh, keeps them from breaking. And, and so there are benefits to these things. There's no question about it. But um, not to the extent that we previously hoped, anyway. All right. Well, let's take some phone calls. You guys ready? Let's do it. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Yeah. And speaking of assholes on the radio, it's Calvin, everybody. Hey, hey. 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 Area code 408.
2: What's up, man? Hey, Steve, Scott, Diagnosis, Cliff, Evie, and all the tens and tens of listeners back home.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How's everybody doing? He's not exaggerating. Awesome, (laughs) awesome,
2: (laughs) (laughs) awesome. I had had one silly thing and one serious thing Okay. I had a a question about. Okay, so the serious one was, um, I confirmed this through the internet, you said that adrenaline was a vasoconstrictor, and I found that to be kind of odd, because every time I've ever had adrenaline, it's always made my legs all wobbly, and so... I thought it was a vasodilator and also I've had my wisdom teeth all pulled out while I was awake all four at the same time. Yeah. And I believe the novocaine also had adrenaline in it to, to keep you from bleeding. The nerve yeah.
3: And, well, and the the, veins. they use the uh, epinephrine or adrenaline in the uh, numbing medication to keep you from bleeding. And that's you have to be okay. really careful. Uh, you don't want to use adrenaline when you're numbing up a finger for example because it will constrict the arterial supply and the finger could you know, get ischemic or decreased um, uh, blood flow and uh, have damage to it. I have heard, never seen a case of this where they accidentally injected somebody's penis. With uh, So any of these sort of terminal appendages where you've got uh, blood vessels going out and then coming back in. In other words, capillaries hitting them and then venous capillaries draining them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've heard of people uh, injecting a penis with lidocaine with epinephrine in it and just have it slough off. So you don't you know oh, no. slough, oh, God. slough is a great word because it's uh is it what is it onomatopoeia where the word sounds like yeah. what, what is, it really like yeah, boom yeah, is slough. uh so slough, that's what it sounds like when your penis falls off because you injected it with epinephrine because it's a vasoconstrictor mm. yeah mm. sluff mm. oh. <laughs> but
2: is, is do you know of like a scientific reason as to why it's a constrictor because to me, that logically, the adrenaline would want to flow, and so the, it'd be a vasodilator. To,
3: okay. I mean, so I know it's I know it's a constrictor. If you, um, yes. Yeah, so if you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, and your adrenaline yeah. hits you, what you want to do is you want to shunt blood away. From the GI tract because you don't need to be shitting See, and digesting you know, yeah. food right then because <laughs> you may not make it. Right, yeah. So you need to shunt all. Well, maybe your, not you. Yeah, <laughs> you want to shunt all your blood to the central uh, supply so that you're getting blood to your brain and you're getting uh, the heart is able to beat plenty of blood to uh, the periphery. Uh, you know, to the muscles and stuff where the uh, the vasoconstrictive uh um uh effect is much less okay so uh and and that's why that you know you're shunting blood to the places where it's absolutely essential in an emergency, right. and so the skin can do without it uh your nasal turbinates can do without it the um the the kidneys and uh brain and lungs and all that stuff need all that blood at that time, so that's why alright okay, cool okay. <laughs>
1: when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What was yeah, that? You had, and, a, you had another question? Yeah, sure. <laughs> silly thing's
3: fine. Yeah. Now, when Tacy's here, you're allowed okay. to chip. I'm just telling you. that If, if Tacy's here, yeah, not, you can not chip You can actually, always El chip El Chippo Tasty. got deported. <laughs> oh, did he? El
2: Chippo. <laughs> yeah, El Chippo
3: got deported.
2: Yeah, he's never coming back. Okay. He's been banned. And I actually, I have the guy that deported him.
3: Oh you do. Oh okay. Well let's let's yeah. hear that story.
2: Hello weird medicine. Super great <laughs> number 1. It's I, your Trump. Right here, President, I love this show. I love Weird Medicine. It's very great. Amazing. <laughs> Lady Diagnosis, she's an 11 out of 10. Totally not like Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly's a 4 out of 10, but Lady Diagnosis, she's the best. Believe me, folks. Weird Medicine, super number one. Amazing. Believe me. God damn, this is about as boring as
3: sex with my wife. <laughs> oh, my God. That was oh. beautiful. That wasn't a bad troll. Dang it it's not bad. Right, it's better than mine. I'll try again another week. Can I plug a gig? What's that? Yeah, of course. Can I plug a gig?
2: You can plug anything. Oh, okay. Uh, Sure. June sixth, I'm uh, playing Rooster Teeth Feathers. It's a Wednesday night, but Rooster Teeth Feathers, Sunnyvale, California, June sixth, eight pm show. So, anyways, what is that? You guys, wait, whoa, 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 whoa!
3: Now you can't get away that easy. What is it? That's a comedy venue. Yeah, yeah, it's comedy. I do stand up. Okay, I had no idea because your chip shit is so fucking unfunny, but I you know, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah. why don't you send us a send us a tape? Hell, we'll play it, dude. We'll plug the fuck out. Okay,
2: yeah. I'll I'll email you a couple things.
3: Okay, um everybody I would say plug it again and then I want everybody to go okay. and then uh do Edgar from the from the crowd. <laughs> All right. Because so he calls uh, our show June and six, does Edgar, the, and he does Chip. And um, Calvin's, yeah. b- Calvin's one of my Twitter yeah. friends, so he um, he's yeah. he's allowed, but I'm also allowed to hang up on him. But anyway, no, I had no idea you were really a stand-up, dude. That's awesome. When's he going to be there?
2: Yeah.
3: Plug uh, it again, I'm uh, sorry.
2: June 6th. Wednesday, June 6th, 8 p.m., Rooster Teeth Feathers, Sunnyvale.
3: Oh, the the prized Wednesday night, 8 a.m. slot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 8 p.m.
3: How long have you been doing comedy?
2: Uh,
3: A couple years. It's hard to say exactly because,
2: I mean, I never really had a start date because I used to do public speaking. Like when I'd go do my college classes, I would do um, presentations instead of. Writing papers, and so they give me the option to do presentations. So I just throw in a couple jokes and then talk about the Kyoto
3: Protocol or something. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I'm um, I'm so unfunny that when I do a presentation, I usually, if I have to do something with the crowd, I'll do a magic trick instead. And I've got a couple. (laughs) I (laughs) I have a couple of real killer magic tricks that I can do for them. You know, to get everybody. I have I have one where um, somebody uh, picks a, a. a word out of the newspaper, and then I have the crowd have me rip up the paper, and they tell me which side to keep, and I rip it again. Which side do I keep? And I keep dropping it, and the piece gets smaller and smaller. Then somebody else comes up from the from the audience who doesn't know this person, and points to a a word, and it'll be that person's word, and we make a big deal. I mean, I say, oh, you know, see see how we can. What the magic that we can create when we all work together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, oh, that is normal. that is yep. some That's good shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sweet. It, and, it works and, for a team building, toss, but I'm not funny, you know. I just, I, you know, and you toss a silk filard over your shoulder, I, I, yeah, Linger absolutely. Longer. Linger longer, my friend. Cliff doesn't know that reference, but he'll yeah. learn it soon enough. <laughs> well, I'll just tell actually, Cliff.
2: I, I do have one,
3: it is embarrassing. I do have one magic trick, okay.
2: Yeah, I do have one magic trick. I mean, it's really simple. It's so stupid, the the mechanics behind it. But I went to the dollar store, and I got a bunch of packs of playing cards, Mm -hmm. and I made one deck that's all three of hearts. So no matter what the person chooses, it's always going to be a three of hearts. So I just say, pick a card, any card. So they think they're choosing something, and then I get to predict it, and everybody goes, yay, yay.
3: (laughs) Well, that's actually No, but you can make that into a real mystery. Okay, so yeah. forcing a card—that's just called a forcing deck—and forcing a card yeah. can be part of a true mystery. But now, if you just have somebody pull it and you go, "What oh, is it? The three hearts?" That's there's no mystery in that. But then, if you turn around and uh, make a make a dramatic reveal of their card, uh, you know, through yeah. and you can do comedy with it too. Yeah. You know, that can be some cool stuff. I used to have a video of this redneck guy, right, and um, he would. Uh, he go, oh, come on in, and then he was like a, a diviner. He would uh, divine things using fish guts, mm-hmm. and so he would, he would yeah. fillet the fish and throw the guts on the table, and then he would mush around in it, and then he would go, well, what the hell is this? And he'd pull up this thing, and it was a rolled-up card, and he would open it up and go, is that your card? And it'd always be their card, you know? So it wasn't a yeah. brilliant trick, but it was a little bit more – uh, complicated reveal than just saying what the card is. So, yeah. So now that you've just revealed a classic card secret, I'll be hearing from all the magicians. <laughs> oh yeah. Was. You better watch yeah. your back now, dude. So, There's going to yeah. be a That's lot right, of That's right. Those magicians off. get pissed off. <laughs> all right,
2: dude. Yeah. They'll stick the rabbits on me. Okay. All right. All right.
3: All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll see you, man.
2: All right, thank you. Okay. See ya. See you.
3: Calvin in California actually a stand-up. Um I he called in one time and got other people doing chip and stuff, uh and I, I just I had to start the show over. <laughs> <laughs> I was so flustered by it. But uh so yeah, the silk foulard thing, Cliff, just so that you know, you gotta get caught up on all of this. And I don't think no if Evie knows this either, but the way I learned how to masturbate was with a um this cloth called a foulard, which is um they uh, <laughs> use it in a trick <laughs> called the zombie ball. You ever seen a zombie ball? They have the silver ball, and I still have it. It's sitting over there. Um, you have a silver ball, and you put this silk cloth over it, and then it starts to rise. Have you ever have you ever uh, seen anybody do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay, anyway, it's called zombie ball. Well, the uh, the silk foulard was uh, just great for beating off into. It. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know where I can purchase a couple of those. So. <laughs>
0: there, well, that anyway. does me no good, so. No. You've got to use your imagination. But yeah, then, I can't rip one out
3: with that. <laughs> you know, the first time, the first couple of times that you um that you masturbate as a 12-year-old, you don't nothing comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, you haven't sort of stimulated uh, the uh, seminal vesicles yet, and your prostate's underformed. But then, so the silk fillard had to go when I started, you know, making crusty <laughs> crusty <laughs> messes all over it and trying to do my magic trick with these you know, stains. Yeah.
0: What the hell wrong with this cloth? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that sounded just like my mother.
0: Alright, let's take another call.
3: Let's see here. Uh, Karen Area code 504, you're on Weird Medicine. Hello. Uh,
0: So, my husband actually emailed you about this, I think, earlier in the week. Okay. I recently had a mammogram done. Okay. And uh, they found calcifications in my breast tissue. Okay. Uh, And, yes, so... (laughs) Uh, they did a biopsy. They did two biopsies because the first one they biopsied the wrong area. Oh, yay! Oh. And the second time around, they did the biopsy and it was more in my lymph node. Yeah, and they pulled it out and they commented that it was purple. And come to find out that it is tattoo ink oh. from that has migrated to my lymph node from a tattoo that I have on my back. Sure, so that's, that's kind of awesome. crazy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, um, no. that that's amazing. Well, <laughs> let's talk about microcalcifications first. They're little calcium deposits that develop in breast tissue, and they're very common and they're usually benign. And uh, they look like little white specks on the mammogram. Now, if they're clustered, then you then you're a little bit more concerned. And uh, usually, microcalcifications, if that's how they they named it on your um, uh, on your mammogram are not a result of cancer. They'll often, you know, biopsy to be safe because you don't ever want to miss anything. And breast biopsy is mm-hmm. a lot less risky than, say, a prostate biopsy is, if you think about it. And how did they do your breast biopsy? Did they just stick a needle in without numbing you up? Because that usually is a pretty stunning uh, uh, experience for a lot of women. Then they realize that the breast tissue deep inside really doesn't have pain fibers in it.
0: Uh no, they numbed they numbed the area. Okay. Uh they numbed the area around it and then they have I I guess it was like a little gun with a needle on it. I oh, don't yeah. know. I didn't see. Okay. But um yeah, the first time around they actually biopsied my breast tissue and then when they did a follow up mammogram immediately after to find the marker that they placed in there, they were like, Oops, we biopsied the wrong area. Oh, it's my actually God. in your lymph node.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, But what fascinated me is that I I, I searched for this afterwards because the doctor who did my second biopsy is like, do you have any tattoos? And I was like, "Uh, yeah. And he said it's most likely tattoo ink. And when the the pathology came back, that's exactly what it was. And I started doing research on it. And apparently this is more common and people don't know about it.
3: Yeah, it's very well known. Uh, in dermatologic circles, I, I, I need to qualify that. And uh, I'm just looking at a thing from PubMed Health. Uh, uh, particles from tattoo ink can spread into lymph nodes. Uh, no association with cancer or anything like that. Uh, these uh, use, this one researcher used samples of skin and adjacent lymph nodes taken from six donors after autopsy. And four of the donors had tattoos and were more likely to have substances like titanium in the lymph nodes. And lymph nodes uh, obviously are part of the lymphatic system, which in turn is part of the immune system. So there uh, there are these lymphatic channels that are made to drain things from parts of the body to lymph nodes where uh, these immune uh, uh, cells in this framework can kind of trap it and uh, and deal with it, you know, so... You're, you're talking uh, bacterial bodies, um, antigen, stuff like that. If you have a, um, a, a big acne, cystic acne on your face, it may drain depending on the area to the neck, and you'll get an enlarged lymph node there, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's fascinating. So you're living proof of that. Did you get the slides by any chance?
0: Oh no! I should have asked for that. Yeah, you can. You can still ask for (laughs) the pictures of the slides. My husband would have been like, "Mm." (laughs) 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 "Ooh." No, that's cool. The really weird thing is, this is my. I'm 41, so this is my second annual mammogram. My my first one that I had when I was 40, I I got this tattoo when I was like maybe 35, 36, and nothing, nothing. The mammogram was completely clear, and then all of a sudden this year it popped up and apparently these studies say that these this can show up in women years later. Sure. It's so strange. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's something in that. And uh, oh so they think the microcalcification was actually associated with the tattoo ink. That's
1: it, yeah. it wasn't really
3: calcium, it was more like titanium probably or iron. And it, yeah, you wouldn't be able to he tell said the it was difference. Purple. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference on an x-ray whether it was calcium. It's just radio opaque. You know, the X rays are absorbed by it, and so you see a big white speck on there. So, oh, that's I, even more interesting. I have yeah.
0: seven, so I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we should probably do a breast yeah, exam it- on you, Evie, yeah. just to make sure you're okay. Just, just for just to be, you know safe. <laughs> I, sh- I feel safe already. <laughs> shut I'm up, reading. Harvey. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so
0: there you go. Now everybody knows about my boobs. And I'm yeah. glad.
3: And I'm glad you're getting your mammograms. Hopefully, uh, you're getting your pap smears and other health uh, health screening stuff that you're supposed to have. And uh, oh
0: yeah, every year.
3: Okay, awesome, excellent. Well, good. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. That's fascinating. Yeah. I had. Uh,
0: thanks a lot.
3: N- never talked to anyone that actually had proven um, tattoo ink yeah. in their lymph nodes, so and yeah. it's pretty cool. It's not dangerous. They're, I mean, tattoo mm. ink is like metals and stuff. You know, there's iron, there's titanium, there's other uh, minerals that they use. And uh, there just doesn't seem to be any toxic effect from it. Interesting. So they yes. have not associated it with any kind of illness yet. Right. So
0: that means I can finish up both my sleeves. Yeah, good. There, yeah. You go. there you go. Full body tattoo. Yeah.
3: All right. Hey, thanks, Karen. Hell yeah. Thanks, Karen.
0: Thanks a lot. Take okay, care. Karen. See ya.
3: That's pretty interesting. That was cool. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do one more here, and then let's get out of here for today. Let's see
2: here. Hello, I was wondering, in the past you said always seek medical treatment if you go to one place that sucks, go to another place. Uh, Do you get a weird reputation if if your medication's not working or something and you call, you know, you're polite, but you call several times just to see what's going on? in a place, or if you're going to a place that has their own, where the doctor sells his own medication and, uh, you know, wants you to buy it there and it's compounded and you can't get it any place, can they, like, fuck up your medication or uh, <laughs> make it to where it's not working if, you know, if they don't, if they think that you've called them out on some shady practices or something like that, or how do you know what's going on to not complain too much or if yeah it's a tough balance
3: page. isn't it so first mm-hmm. off um unless they're sociopaths they're not going to poison your compounded medication but my my question would be if you think that they're engaged in something shady why are you still going there just right. go something exactly. vote, vote with your feet and uh you won't get a weird reputation that when you get a weird reputation is when you go every doctor you go to that those was those last bunch of doctors. Everyone was an asshole. Everyone was an asshole, but you're the greatest. That's usually a sign of a borderline personality disorder yes. <laughs> where uh, because those people will have difficulty forming attachments. They will blacklist you, too. And, and then they'll just shit on you, yeah. and uh, then you'll be the next one. So that, that sets off a red flag when a doctor, the first time they're seeing somebody the patient says that all other doctors are assholes. Right. The other thing is, is if you're doctor shopping, you know, for, uh, narcotics or something like that. And, uh, these days, particularly with these controlled substance monitoring databases, there's only two to three States that don't have those. They, you know, if, if you come in complaining of pain and need narcotics or opioids, um, we don't like to use that word narcotic anymore, but that's sort of a street layman's term. Um, They will always check it and see, well, you just got 180 of these from Dr. Smith. Well, why aren't you going to him? Well, He's an asshole. Well, that means Dr. Smith fired that person for cause. (laughs) And uh, so those are the kinds of things. That's when you can get a weird reputation. But otherwise, no, you have every right to go to a different doctor if you want to. And uh, if your insurance... Well, is locking you into one doctor you can just call them and say I'd like to switch to another physician or a nurse practitioner or a PA or whatever so feel free to do that anytime alright yeah. and uh, it's perfectly okay to ask them uh, about adverse effects that you're having or why your medication isn't working you just say hey you know this doesn't seem to be working can we try something else and most of the time, that sort of approach will work with any healthcare provider. Ooh. Anyway, thanks always go to Dr. Scott, Night Nurse Evie, Intern Cliff, a.k.a. 49 Nine Cent. <laughs> uh, go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.